Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Who wants to play a game? It's time for hide and seek. Run, run, run. Time to run and hide. Run, run, run. And now I'm going to find. You scurry off into the darkness. Hurry, I'm behind you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I would say it's a good thing, like, I have no idea what I just said. I know, I was like, what are you trying to say? I and then you pause, like... I wish I could say that doing a podcast is like riding a bike, because it feels like it's been forever since we've done this, but neither one of us know how to ride a bike, so... It's true. So it's I true. guess this is like, what is something you'll like never forget that... How to do? It's like brushing your teeth. That better, more appropriate. I mean, I guess, but I I don't take extended periods of time where I don't brush my teeth. That's a good point. Like it's like something that you don't do often, but you'll never. Based forget. on the start, maybe you do forget. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you maybe forget. I, forget. I nailed is... that intro. <laughs> so maybe. You're the fuck up here. Maybe been, you're podcasted out. You don't know doing, what you're doing, where you are. We've been doing are. this podcast for like uh, almost for nine years. Nine this year. years, and then this is this weekend. Technically, would be the thirteenth anniversary of Podswoggle. Blech. Yep, and then a rock cast would be approaching like, fifteen years blech. to the nature of the nine. So at this point, I should be good. And, and I, you suck. I think I'm regressing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, I reference this way too much, but I feel like, do you remember that, uh, the League, the, the episode where they all took the Wonderlick test and Ruxin got like a four? And then he's like, how is this possible? And then for the next week, he just devolves into a blibbering idiot. Yes. Like I just said, blibbering idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hi, it's been that. It's been that kind of week, It's y'all. been that kind of month. It's been that kind of year. It's March 29th. It's almost April. It's March 29th, 1998. Uh, no, it's March 29th, I legit thought today was the 30th. I was going to correct you. Yeah, you could have told me any, any fucking thing. I don't know. But no, it's almost April. We have lost one... We have already gone through one quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. A quarter of the year is done. And so I think the thing for us is we did the cruise and we missed two weeks in a row of the podcast. We, we missed we just, two we weeks. We said, fuck it. We're going, we're going to see. And then we had the guest star show with Keaton and Kim. So we'd seen the movie like a month in advance from when we recorded. Then we had the award show. So we didn't have to watch a movie for that. Right. And we did that like pretty, we did that basically like a week ago. I realize I never even promoted the, the episode with Keaton and Kim, so I apologize to Keaton and Kim if they're listening. But I never was like, hey, so, guys, this episode's live. It's and been like, you so know, crazy. And we've I, been when, very when busy. I, you know, we keep track of, like, when we watch the movies, and, like, we have spreadsheets, of course, because it's me, of, like, you know, the score, when we watched mm-hmm. it. MVP, oh, Full Blown didn't fill out Liar Liar until we watched the movie yesterday. Until we watched this movie today. No, that's on, like... The spreadsheet I share with you. I have a personal spreadsheet oh, with my right, notes right, okay. and stuff. I have multiple spreadsheets for the same thing. Multiple spreadsheets, Barry Wyndham. 
Say it again. Multiple spreadsheets, Barry Windham. Say it again. Multiple spreadsheets, Barry Windham. Huh? Multiple spreadsheets, Barry Windham. Okay. Um, and the we watched we went the almost the entire month of March without watching a movie. We watched a movie yep. on March first, and then yesterday on the twenty mm-hmm. eighth. That is a long time for us. Yeah, we didn't have an episode on the 24th, mm-hmm. and then we didn't have an episode on the March 3rd, and then didn't. we had Disorderlies, which we watched right. before the right. cruise. Yeah. And, and in between here, you know, like you said, we went on the cruise, we had the guest star series, which we had our movie. I got really sick. You know, yeah, you basically got COVID. I didn't, get, I didn't have COVID. I don't think We're just I had count COVID. It. Um, and then I have had a very busy month at work. I've had Same. two... Uh, I had a lot of out-of-town stuff. So did you. You were in Boston for a couple days. I was in Jacksonville for a couple days. You, I was in Tampa for a couple days. You went to Stuart for a personal I went to Stuart thing. for I family stuff. Because you weren't feeling well. So it's, it's just like been... It's non-stop. been nonstop. And we've had this happen a couple times on yes. the podcast where we get fucking log-jammed with because just a couple movies that it's like... We got. I want to see the Curious Gates of Benjamin Button. Like, I've it's always a great wanted to see movie. Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, but they're both long, two and long a half hours a minimum. And, and we currently are starting to record at nine thirty, well, which yeah. most nights we get Jillian at worst in bed by nine. So then at that point you're done with the movie at like, midnight. We got to do, do the dishes. Yeah, we, we have to get ready, up, get ready for the, for next, the next day. day. Like we have a routine. Yes. Like, and it also doesn't help. That we try we've been, to be. You know, responsible adults, yeah. Yeah. not staying up till three in the morning every night. Trying to. Trying to. Uh, just just going to sleep at midnight and then waking up at three anyway. Uh, or staying up till three on the weekends. Piss because my stupid old man body. Playing GM mode. Right. So and that's the other thing is we've had a lot of stuff. We've been trying to do our games more. We Ted Lasso started again. We've been watching Poker Face. A lot of TV. We've been watching a lot, a lot of TV of because we've never on. watched TV. And that's easier to do. And the funny thing is, like, like there's yeah. been like a couple nights for Poker Face. We've probably watched three hours of Poker oh, yeah, Face. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely could have watched a but movie. It's just, it's different, it's different. vibe. I and know I'm going to stay awake say. for Poker Face. But And that's also, like, that's what people say. The argument for, like, the movie, like, three-hour movies. And, like, yeah. when Avatar came out, people had that argument. Like, oh, it's too long. It's, like, three hours, And James three Cameron said he was like, like, fuck you, you're gonna sit at home on your ass and, and not get up for five hours right, and you watch Stranger Things. you're gonna binge watch Stranger Things. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Like, and I get it. Yep. But, and, It's just different. It's, it's just, it's, it's just a completely different vibe. And, yeah, and, do I want to pay attention to things like Poker Face and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Do I have to take notes and make sure I have enough swerves to keep it interesting? No. But I have to do that for every movie that we watch now, so it's like really Just important. for this year. Just for this. No, 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 no. No, no. Oh, I, no, no. I can't oh, do I can forever. barely I can barely deal with this now, please. Uh, you forever. can quit anytime you want. I you I, I don't quit. I I I, don't quit. I tap out, I quit, wait, you I'm so win. Sorry. I'm so sorry, wait, say it again. I tap out, I quit, you win. I win? You win. What do I win? Not you win the glory of me on a recorded medium saying that you were obnoxious enough to make me not force you to do this every single week. You can't edit this out. I won't. Promise. I won't. Swear. Promise. Swear. You win. Just stop swear. it. Swear. I swear on my child's life, please. Just cool, cool, make cool. it end. Cool. No, I'm so glad that I won, but I'm still gonna swerve you every day. Every, you can every episode. You, you can do it every episode. Just don't have to recount every single oh, no, little no. stupid one that you do. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Thank you. I'll just recount all of them. 
That's what I just said. Out. <laughs> don't swerve me about the swerve. You're about to swerve. Um, so yeah, so this was basically seven minutes of excuses as to why. That's <laughs> why we're so far behind. And, yes. Oh. Uh, so as evidenced by today, uh, I think I swore up and down the past two or three episodes that we're going to do Benjamin, we're going to do Born the Fourth of July, and here it is, ready or not. Uh, because past couple days, I've just been way too busy and tired, and when I was like, we need to record, I was like, I know we can get this. This is 95 minutes. Turn off your fucking phone. Why is the volume on on your phone? Oh, fuck off. It's 95 minutes. It's a bit of a comedy, as opposed to the other two, which are serious dramas. It'll be easier to do. So, uh, this weekend is WrestleMania, so we're not going to be watching a movie this weekend. Um... But we will do our fucking damnedest to have one of those two movies be... These movies will not make it to May, okay? We will Don't not, say that. Don't, we have those don't make two, promises that we can't keep, We have keep, those man. two movies. And don't we make have, promises we I can't keep. Oh, I didn't promise. I didn't say the word promise. You said. I said I swear, I thought. I didn't say I promise. They're the same thing. No, a swear is like I'm making a strong declaration. Promise is like, it means more. No, it doesn't. It does I me. disagree. A swear means more than a promise. No, are you kidding me? No. I've never broken a promise, like, hardly ever in my life. I make it a point. If I say, You just swore on Jillian's life about something. If I swore on somebody's life, if I just say, I swear on its own, that's different. How? Because I'm not putting something up as, like, collateral for it. And a promise you are? Who are you? <laughs> yes. I'm Samantha. Nice to meet you. I don't touch me. Oh. Um, we have that thing you do in our back pocket, and we also have our, our April guest star show, which I reminded uh, Rip that we need his list and uh, him and Charlie's list. I can't wait to, to spend... Determine. I cannot wait to spend 45 minutes of that podcast talking about Charlie and Charlie from Poker Face. Don't I embarrass can't. yourself. <laughs> Just don't fan girl out. I can't out. help it. I uh-huh. fan girl out anyway when I'm around Charlie. Because she's so cool. She is. Well, she doesn't listen to this. I don't know why I'm <laughs> blowing smoke. For no reason. No, it's because um, I, I genuinely think she's like one of the coolest people. She is. And Good job, We'll Rick. talk about that when we get yeah. to that episode. Yeah. But for now. That's a preview for, for all you folks. Yeah. Tune in. Uh, for now. We are going to tackle the movie that you guys picked as our movie we should have watched uh, in the Mullet Awards for 2022. It is here. It is ready or not. Let's get into it. I will read the package now. A killer game of hide and seek, ready or not. A devilishly good time says... Oh, that's the smallest writing ever. Oh, my God. I honestly that's okay. Know. Let me see. It's Jonathan. Jonathan... Can I see it? Is it B-A-R-K-A-N? Yeah, I think so. Barkin? Jonathan Barkin. I, I won't count that Dread one Central. That is very hard to read. Yeah, I won't count that against you. That is particularly tiny. Uh, when a young bride, Samara Weaving, marries into a ridiculously rich and delightfully deranged family, her wedding night becomes her worst nightmare as she's forced to play a lethal game of hide-and-seek and must fight to stay alive. Co-starring Adam Brody, Mark O'Brien, Henry Cizerny, and Andy McDowell, Ready or Not is a wicked comedy thriller that elevates the phrase Till Death Do Us Part to shocking new heights. You're lucky. I should have counted that one, that devilish one against you. Fuck you! <laughs> you read it. Um, 
so this came out in 2019, I believe. Dang. And I remember sitting in the th- in, a, in the theater and like seeing the trailer for it, and or like the poster was everywhere as well, and it didn't really have you know it had a couple of people that you recognized, but I was like this this is kind of very random. Why is this getting like such a big push? Um, I want to say is uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but I want to say like some movie theater chain was like part of like the financer for this or something or it might have been something with Rotten Tomatoes uh, there was something odd about it that I was like why is this getting like such a push and then like the reviews came out for it and it got great reviews it did decent business I mean for a movie they made for like five or six million bucks it made 20-30 million dollars um, it was a kind of a sleeper underground hit and then in like the horror community this was highly regarded as a really good very fun like horror comedy that people fell in love with. Your friend Juan was the one that yes. was. Shout he, out. I texted him and I was like, finally saw it. Yeah. So sorry I didn't see it sooner. Like, thank you so much. It was, it, yeah. Yeah, he was the one that technically nominated this that, that got selected yes, from his yes. guest star series. Mm-hmm, so a mm-hmm. um, lot of buildup to, to get to where we are now. Yep. What did you think? I mean, I, sad I didn't watch it sooner. Yeah. Sad I didn't watch it sooner. I thought it was it was, it reminded me a lot of um, Happy Death Day. Um, hmm, okay. I, it doesn't pull any punches to start. It opens, and it's just gory. It's got a lot of shit going on. You it doesn't don't, start gory. Just one guy with an arrow in his stomach. It's unnecessarily particularly... Well, I mean, it's like... It, that's the one the thing I, 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 I like to You didn't think of, it was... I, I like that. It, oh, it's very, it's bloody and gory. Like later on, but it doesn't start right away. I think it kind of it's it's an eerie, odd tone to start because you're not sure right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know the background or the trappings behind it, but mm-hmm. um, I, I it liked was, it. I I thought it was good. I was I a little disappointed. It. If I'm not going to be really, I don't know. I don't know what the like. I can't really pinpoint. I can pinpoint one. Perva- uh, prevailing thing throughout the movie that's part of the reason why. But for me, I thought it was very good. I think it was bookended excellently. I love the beginning of the movie. And I, I, the ending is fucking killer. Dope. Ending so is, great. Ending is fantastic. It's great. Um, but I, I guess this, to me, fell victim a little bit to the hype train of that when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it was really good, but I I would put a lot of the other movies I've talked about recently, like Barbarian or Smile or, um, I'm trying to think of another example, uh, ahead of it, just in terms of my all overall enjoyment. All came after so, this movie. I know they came all after this movie, but I'm just saying the kind of renaissance of horror we're in, like, this is part of it, um, this isn't really even horror. I mean, it's got horror elements to it, but it's more so like a comedy thriller type movie. Um, yeah, I, I think... So I'll just say what my, my problem was, and we, we kind of unwrap it from there. It It's a little too ambiguous at times, and it's not as congruous as I would like in terms of the characters. There's a lot of waffling back and forth 
and a lot of scenes of people kind of debating the situation that they're in. And it's, I would like a little bit more action and a little bit more background as to why those characters think and feel the way that they do, as opposed to kind of, not to step on your fucking toes, swerves for the sake of swerves. Because, and I'm not trying to fucking put on this only way I can fucking, like, verbalize it right now. There's a lot of moments in the movie where character A is talking to character B, and one or the other is trying to convince the other why they should or should not still be pursuing her, or, or... the belief in the ritual or the family or whatever. And that stance is pretty firm. And then in the next scene, it's not. And to me, that muddled the middle of the movie. And not in a, oh, I don't know what side anybody's on. But in one scene, Adam Brody is hitting her and, and, you know, taking her back. And the next scene is he's letting her go. In one scene, the husband is desperately trying to get out. And the next scene... He's grabbing her again because he saw her kill his mom, even though he said he was going to kill his mom. Like, that stuff for me just made for an unbalanced, uneven, like, story. I was wanting to see more of the stuff that I enjoyed, like some of the the more comedic characters and some of the hijinks and some of just Samaro even just absolutely being a Crushing fucking badass it. bitch. Um, throughout, so that that was my biggest. I wanted to thing see them it. play more games. I was just gonna say, that like too. this gaming dominion, though. I want every one of those games that they had on display there. So I have seen um, in the past. Uh, I think I've mentioned them on the show, Dead Meat, the Dead Meat podcast. They do um, the kill counts, and they're they're hilarious, and they're really really funny, and also really really educational and informative. Because even if they don't like the movie, they break down you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. They go into, like, the writing and the production design and the, the special effects, whatever. And in this, they were t- they they talked about how thorough they were with, like, they designed all those games from scratch. Yep. Some of them they even, like, for no reason at all, just wrote, like, the rules in the background to them as well and how it related to, like, the world-building of the... I mean, and that, that's so cool. Yeah, Like, so, that's awesome. But, yeah, I would I would play all five of those games that were there. Now, um, now the fact of the matter that a, a, a board game company could buy f- multiple sports franchises is totally preposterous. But. No, it is not. Milton Bradley and Hasbro? How, uh, Echo. Milton Bradley doesn't exist How much anymore. money does Milton Bradley make? From Wikipedia. They don't exist anymore. In September 2020, Ford possessed Milton's net worth to be at at least $3.1 billion, as he owned about 25% of Nikola, which was valued at about $12.4 no, I don't billion. Think that's right. Echo? Never mind. Stop. <laughs> so Milton Bradley doesn't exist anymore. It was bought by Hasbro. Right. Right? But what else is, like, what's the most popular board game company? Like Ravensburger. No, 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 no. No, but, like, like Hasbro still Funko. counts. No. Like... But they it would, could. It would be it would be Hasbro or Parker Brothers. Or something sure, like that, yeah. right. The net worth is probably yeah. there. Okay. Well, I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, what? It, I, I we're getting lost in the J Lo can of, own part of a sports team. Yeah, she makes like twenty, thirty million dollars a movie and a song. And, and you don't think else? that there's you don't think that there's that many copies of Battleship being sold? I mean, fair. I'm just taking L after L. It's fine. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How many board games do we have? A lot. In that other room? A lot. And in Jillian's room? A lot. 
250 board games. Yeah. More or less, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Cool. That's it. I just want to make that point. Anyway. It's not preposterous. You're preposterous. Okay, I'm preposterous. So you really dug it a lot. I dug it. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of that that world building um, in, in the front. Um, there wasn't too much exposition. I, I thought there was just the right amount. And I would say, I would agree ritual. with you. I would agree with you in that regard. Yeah, like yeah. there was just the right amount of exposition. Um, I felt like there could have been more, but... I don't feel like I missed anything. I don't think dropping right in where we dropped in. In terms of the why they're doing it and the who they are and you know kind of that got inverted it. pyramid, like we we got we got, got it. Got it. And also like they, so I talked about how I like the opening in terms of like the wedding day and the build up to the nuptials and how on edge they are about being back with the family and how the family is just you know. Fucked up and weird. Super relatable. Until you know what's happening, super relatable. Oh, absolutely. And it was good because they, it's really well layered with the people who you kind of feel comfortable with and the people that are kind of odd, the people you don't feel comfortable with. And everyone was like overacting kind of slightly to get their deal across. And then that way later on, they could kind of coast or autopilot on the framework they they built early on. Yep, yep. So I, I liked that tone setting um and then the game picking scene and the actual round table mm. that seems great in terms of mm. everybody's deal you get it just from them like holding the box and looking at the box and passing it right. and listening and then when it gets revealed like it's first it's, swerve of it's the movie aces first swerve not hide and seek I, hide and die you're, bitch you're you you told me this was gonna end so I did not. Yes, you did. I said I was I, I waved the white flag. Please don't. I just said the first word. Okay, That's it. Yes, okay, good. So don't, I right. better not hear many more. You won't hear many more, but you'll hear more. You have to in a movie like this. You've got to talk about the swerves. You even said that it swerves. How could we not talk about the swerves? Not fair. Anyway, yeah, that's a great scene. Um, it does, and, and and I think... Something that I really appreciate from this movie is the great job it does with silence. And picking hide-and-seek as the game, I think the silence that they use in this movie is so loud. Like, because it's hide-and-seek, like, then it's completely silent. Like, she goes to hide somewhere. It's silent in the house. She's walking. You know, she takes off her shoes, right? And it's quiet. She gets in that dumbwaiter, quiet. She kind of looks out, and then, boom. Mm-hmm. You've got um, everything kind of then coming oh, yeah. to a head. The, the whole mood on that first kill and like how everything changes, it's shot wonderfully. It, like, it builds it's a, great a lot point on, of It's a great point in the sound editing. The right, and then is... she gets like caught by, by her husband, and like then you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're hiding, yeah. And then that first kill is like, what the fuck? Here like, I didn't, I didn't know, right. I didn't expect going into it that it was going to be like that. Like, just gratuitous kills. Oh, I knew, I knew it no, was but, in that regard. What I didn't know that I appreciated was kind of the supernatural element to it. Yeah, yeah. And the is it or isn't it. And that's why the, the ending, the payoff is so good yeah. to me. Is that it? it tricks you into thinking that like they kind of talk about throughout the whole movie, 
this could just be bullshit. This is just some Absolutely. carny. This is just some carny dude. Exactly. That, exactly. But even if you didn't know, like, or even if it was just bullshit, like, why would you bring somebody there and like marry? Like, why did he end up bringing her there and getting married? Like, and not like, and just like disowning the family. Because I, I mean, they kind of touch on it that he wanted to still have his stake and claim and in the pie, right? Like. He didn't want to give up, you know, his fortune, his fortune as an ancestry, and also, as he as he says, and the rest of them say, like that's the only card in the deck that does that. Like mm-hmm. the rest of them are literally just like they say. I, I got chess. I got what was the other one? He got um old maid. Old maid. What is old maid? Yeah, like when she falls into that pit there's only a couple like bodies in there right it's not like a like stockpile of fucking things don't it was the one it was the guy you see in the first scene that's got the arrow in his belly and then there might have been a couple other ones they said it's the first time this has happened in 30 some years granted it's not an annual thing where people get married all the fucking time right but uh but yeah it's I I didn't know that going into it, so I liked that. A yeah, lot. yeah, that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just the, the story just progresses, and like you said, like the overacting, like you have like outrageous, like coked up sister. You've got like she was fantastic. She's not. She's on my MVP she, list. She just she's was not the MVP, great. but the actress who played Emily was hilarious and like frantic and i wish it was a through line about the movie like she should have been every kill in the movie except everyone like she should have been like the terminator but on accident yeah exactly and then <laughs> like the resignation of daniel of adam Brody's yep. character was just he he, he also really, did a very good job i thought he of, did a great job yeah he's also on my mvp list in terms of being conflicted and exactly. damaged, but still right. that classic OC Adam Brody charm that you just right. love like that and charming, missed. Right, that charming, but but yeah, and I you know can't even imagine like you're in this position. It's like your your little brother who you protected, you know your family, like your wife, like you know not wanting to be a bad person, like you know I I thought it was really great. Um, but then, yeah, that, then the kills just continue escalating. She got, this maid got squished. In the, the elevator. In the elevator. Yep. Um, another, another, the poor, these poor servants. I know. <laughs> oh, there's three of them. They're all dead. They're all dead. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty easy movie to get through and to and to get into i got into it like you know i i i really liked it a lot you know and then you've got everything just continues escalating you got the kids getting into it yeah fucking any, georgie little piece of shit any movie where a kid gets punched, punched in, the in the face after shooting a bullet hole through somebody's hand i'm all for it i mean i mean I'm, I'm it's, we're gonna have I'm a good in. time Little that piece of shit. That scene in the stable, basically. Yeah, I yeah. think it was like where scene. she falls down into the aforementioned pit with the bo- like the skeletons of bodies. She needs to work her way out. Ugh. She's got that hole in her hand, and, and then, then she's, got the, she's got the the nail in her hand, <laughs> and she's just like it, that. Was... Gutterly screaming. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. Samara Weaving is the MVP she's of this a, movie. I, 
she... I think she's the MVP, but I think that there were some stellar performances. Oh, yeah. Like you said, Adam Brody was great. The girl played Emily was great. Max Wardlaw was great in this movie. <laughs> Former guest of the show, Max Wardlaw, is Fitch. If um, Max was straight, he'd be Fitch. So I mean this in the nicest way possible. Are we sure that Fitch was actually even straight in this movie? No. <laughs> no. If, no. If Max I feel was, like there were some, some hidden overtones there that... If Max is in this movie, he'd be Fitch. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I just got that vibe. Like. Oh, no, 100%. No, she is so goddamn charismatic. She has some epic line deliveries in this movie. The line movie. delivery? Her Facial expressions. So she is basically, to me, a... I I don't know how to phrase it. I don't want to say poor man's or a a bootleg, because she's still very, very good. No, but she she is a bootleg Margot Robbie. Yeah, absolutely. Margot Robbie was supposed to be in this. She... And was not. They each bring different things to the table. So Margo, They're both Australian. Well, yeah. Samara Weaving is more so fallen into that like scream queen like realm with this, and uh, I forget what else. Well, she's in the most recent scream movie, um, but she's she also in three billboards. But she, but she was also uh, she did an amazing job in Bill and Ted Face the Music as uh, as the daughter of uh, what's his face. Um, not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Flaking on his fucking name. Alex Winter. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, she's so fucking... She's got some guttural screams. All of her reactions mm-hmm. feel so raw and real and unbridled. But then she's also fucking hilarious. Like the last scene when she's just kind of laughing through with, everything that's happening. And cigarettes. And, and, the, and her body language uh, and her facial expression. She, yeah, she does a, a great she absolutely job. She owns really this does. Movie. She's absolutely. fucking killer in this. Um, I, I kind of went through what I didn't like about the movie in terms of the structure and how... The, the continual split of who and does who does and does not want to do this is uneven and there's too many scenes of like debate. Is there anything that you did not uh, actually like? Um, I mean, I would agree with what you said. Um, I liked it. I, overall, I liked it. Um, but I, I mean, I would agree with you said with like the waffling, although like in the case of Daniel, like Adam Brody's character, I think it was warranted and actually really well done. And like, that was the whole point of the waffling. Like, you know, he was with the family. He was not with mm-hmm. the family. Like, he wanted to save her. He didn't want to save her, right? Like, I, I thought that that was really well done. And, you know, that resonates because, like, it speaks to conflict, right? Like, you know, you always want to do the best thing for your family. But then you're, like, want to be your own person. You want to make your own decisions. Um, so, I mean, I appreciated that. Um, I did feel his exit from the movie was also very anticlimactic. Yes, I didn't like his exit from the movie. Um, just gets shot in the neck by his wife and just kind of dies. Yeah, and it, it, I mean another another swerve we we weren't expecting, but <laughs> she she did. Um, I, I will say it's not a common complaint of mine, but I feel like this movie could have used another ten or fifteen minutes. Like, I feel like it could have, and I feel like it could have fleshed out a little bit more, like, the 
Alex's character because he's like the main guy, right? This is his bride. He comes to the family. He doesn't really want to be there. You know, he he's really against it. He gets tied up. He makes those threats of, if you hurt her, I'll kill you, whatever. But then, you know, he escapes. He tries to save her. I don't know if he realizes, like, he will also die if she lives. Well, he One, has, he, he argues with somebody about... About, is it even real? Yeah. Sure. But then... You know, I just want to kind of get more of, of him yeah. in particular, especially because, like, towards the end, he, you know, he's like, you're not going to be with me anymore after this. Like, you know, and then then started choking her out immediately. Yeah, um, like that, that's what I was saying was it yeah. just some of the, the mo- like, the motives were clear, but I don't necessarily think the story did them any favors by kind of briskly going through it. So, not that I wanted any more of that stuff, but that stuff to me, it takes about 20, 25 minutes to get to the game. And then the last 15 minutes is kind of wrapping everything up, putting a bow on it. So, that's 40, that's basically half of the movie already. So, that middle chunk, I felt like the highs of some of the hijinks of the servants getting killed and some of the, the other action that takes place I felt like you could have gotten more out of that mm-hmm. and still had plenty in the chamber for the, the explode, explosive finale. Yeah, but no, instead, I see that. they had it with a lot of, of dialogue, and that's not what I kind of came to see, unfortunately. Yeah. Or if I did, it just wasn't that necessarily exciting. Um, what I was here for was... The end, like we said, it's by far the best part of the movie where... It's great. I mean, starting from like the Hocus Pocus inspired scene with the sunlight coming in and all is lost. And they're like, everyone And nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, boom, swerve. She explodes. Yep. Spontaneous, Um, spontaneous. Legitimately explodes pieces of her everywhere. everywhere. Of, Of the aunt who was... I, who I did not realize was the same bride from the beginning until oh I knew towards right the away. end I didn't because yeah, of the hair. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I. Uh, and then you said people just it, exploding left and right, and it just <laughs> the kids explode off camera. More and more grotesque, <laughs> more and more bits flying. So good. And then the husband, like Alex, explodes in in right in Grace's face, and she's like got it on her lips and I'm like like it was a real visceral movie like you felt those things like when her when she got shot in that hand ow with that nail oh like it made me queasy like gross like that blood is on her mouth even grosser like you know it it had those actual physical reactions um which I appreciated I thought that was well done um and did not make me have a nervous breakdown like Hereditary. So I also well, appreciate totally that yeah. as well. Well, I, at first I thought when that when that one maid was getting squished in that dumbwaiter, I thought I was going to have another beheading. And I was real freaking out about it. I don't it. want to relitigate Hereditary, but was no, that... But no, no, not, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to fuck with you It just triggers it. It just triggers it. No, but it. what I mean is... You didn't have that visceral reaction. Then there was another like hour and a half of the movie. Chris, it was just an overall. It. it was overall. I thought it was the overwhelming 
bit of the end of it where sure that you know, didn't help piano wire and that didn't all help was lost that didn't help but it was a steady build up okay. and that was the straw that broke the camera at some back. point okay. in April I will no need to no well no don't even say the words that you're saying we're not rewatching no they anything. don't no they don't no, they don't, I'm going to go see Bo is afraid his new movie. Oh, okay, Joaquin great, Phoenix. cool. Have fun. It's like three hours, so I'll need cool. a night to myself <laughs> to go do that. Please. Yeah, because I'm not going to miss that. Okay. And then I'll tell you. Nope. And then I'm not. Nope. Then, then I'll just buy it. You have to watch no, it. No, I won't. Oh, it's nominated. You won't pick it. They'll pick it. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. We're going to name it the Ari Aster Memorial <laughs> Movie You Should Have Watched Award. I think I will legitimately have a nervous breakdown. I'm about to start crying right now. Why? You got through Midsommar fine. Completely different kind of movie, I think. So we don't know if Bo is Afraid is going to be. You didn't even yeah, see it. Yeah, but you the... know what? I feel like you are so spiteful, and the listeners are so spiteful. I didn't call Ari S and be like, hey, I can think... you make a movie to fuck up my wife? I think you... I, I don't think this is going to end well for me. I will be able to tell you I don't you want to talk about it. Can we just move on? Sure. What can we talk about? I guess... Who's the LVP? You were or not... Did you really wait almost 40 minutes to make that fucking joke? Did you really? Yeah, serves you right. I'm going to die choking on my snort. Yeah, good. Good. Oh, how'd he die? Oh, God. I punched him in the throat. That's how he died. The LVP of the movie? Oh, my LVP is Andy McDowell. <laughs> I never like Andy McDowell. And she... It's, it's threefold with her, okay? So I've always had a bias because her accent... She always sounds like she's acting. She never sounds natural to me. But that's her natural. It doesn't matter to me. She's four weddings and a funeral, fucking uh, Groundhog Day. She just always sounds off. I don't like the way that she delivers lines. But also her character works very messy in this. In that she's kind of seen as like this... Saving Grace almost in the beginning of like the person that is identifying with Grace and making her feel comfortable. And then even in the middle of the card being drawn in the process, she seems very conflicted and very hurt and torn up about what's happening. And then that just kind of evaporates and she's just like... She's like, I won't, you hurt my family. Well... Yeah, it just... Sure. I, I think if it had been a stronger actress, I think that part could have been pretty complex and more interesting. And for her, I just didn't get any of that. Um, it's also... The third fold of it is that I think everyone else in this movie is, is pretty fucking good. Yeah, so yeah, I no, I agree. I, I really think... don't have anybody else to choose from. Uh, I, Henry... I, Henry, what's his name? Henry Cerny. Cerny. Sersney. Is that the guy? Is that um the dad? The dad. I like the dad. I thought the dad did a great job. I thought. He I did wish a they great had cast. A, he did a good job, but it's not a very notable movie in terms of actors. So you recognize Adam Brody. You recognize Andy McDowell. Some people might recognize Small Weaving. I wish the dad was like. I'm trying to think of like a really good that guy actor that could just, like, really chew some shit up. Like, the dad should have been, like, Bradley Whitford. You know what I mean? Or, like, mm -hmm. Richard Jenkins. Not just casting like everybody from Cabin in the Woods. Um, so, I, he did good, but I wish it would have been somebody else. Um, but there was nobody else. Like, I like Fitch. I liked Emily. Um, 
you could the the charity girl. Yeah, Adam Brody's wife I thought was pretty one dimensional as well, but um. Is she related to Triple H? Her her last name is Levesque. Not every Levesque is related. No, uh, but something I did not know until I did the research for the movie. I did not know that Tamara Weaving is the niece of Hugo Weaving. Oh, that I did not. I know did not that know. Either. I think I think it's niece. I think I saw that uh, he was her uncle. Um, and I kind of see it. She's got like yeah, yeah, I see it. I yeah, like it. the like and, the big and forehead and I do and not eyes. like the Aunt Helene. I, I. She was just so. She was there to be like ominous and it, creepy, right? She was like the old crone, but to like the nth degree. And I thought that it was like misplaced until stuff started happening. I think, I think it wasn't done enough. Like so. Again, to my point earlier, that Emily should have been like this, like accidental badass because she's just high and bad at it. On the flip side of it, I would have been fine if she, if uh, what was the the character's name, the uh, the aunt Helene, if, if Helene had kind of been like this harbinger of doom, right? Like she's taking motherfuckers out. She might like lose it at one point and take a couple of members of the family. Like I wanted more from her in the sense of what her character has been through to justify being the way that she is. Mm-hmm. More so than something that happened like 30 years ago, right? Um, but I, I wouldn't put that on the, the actress. I would put that on the character. Whereas for Andy McDowell, I would put a, 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 the majority of it on her. So that, that that's my rationale. Okay. Is that who you, you had as well? or It was either Charity or her. So yeah, so we're going to go with Andy McDowell as the LVP of Ready or Not. Also, I just don't... like. Where did she come from like she was just doing like shampoo commercials for like i feel like 20 years straight and all of a sudden she's just done this i don't know <laughs> i feel like she's been doing other things. i i could not name you three other movies she's done since like 1994 honestly she does a lot of like i guess it's straight to tv uh that makes sense movies yeah, yeah a lot of tv movies miniseries yeah a lot of that kind of stuff um yeah yeah, like, I mean, she's done a lot, but not, yeah, it's mostly TV movies yeah, and miniseries. Um, nothing nothing really super notable. I know my Andy McDowell shit, please. She was in uh, Magic Mike XXL. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Go in figure. 2015. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she was uh, in the Footloose remake. Yep. And, um... Just proving my point over and over. Yeah, and, uh, more TV, more TV movies, um... So... She's like, she she did the Bruce Willis thing. So, I have to ask. Did you have any trepidations about my family? Prior. Probably not as many as you had about mine. Oh, 100%, yes. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> Is your question like, did I think this was going to happen? No, like, no, like no, no, in no, a no. vein of this movie? Well, that or? was, was going to be my pivot was, what would your reaction be if this, like... If this happened? So, it's so... I would have so killed two, everybody. So, a two-part question. So... What would you do if you wound up in the situation? And then, if this was your family, would you tell me? Would you give me the heads up or, like, try? Uh, no. Nah, no, nah, man. 
I'd fucking murder the shit out of Fuck you. Fuck you! Why? Why even? Well, you don't. You never loved me then. I love you more than anything. Apparently not. If you love me more than anything. That's what he did. What he loved her. All those people love the, their spouses. Mm. What? I don't. I don't believe that for really any of the rest of them. They're all pretty vapid. Now, because they all sold their souls to the devil. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Except for the people who were born into the family. Well, there is another thing that kind of gets dropped in the midst of the movie is that Grace's character is a foster child. and Only wants a family, right? Only wants a Not family. Gold and digger, that's right. And I feel like it could have been leaned on a little bit more as to how devastating this is, what happens. Because she starts to feel this, like... Acceptance. Minor and, sense of acceptance. Yep, yep. And then it ends up being this. Yep, so that's another exactly. another thing I felt a little Absolutely, a little absolutely, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think the closest I got to this is how nervous I was to meet M. Because the first interaction I ever <laughs> had with M was when I had to leave work early because Richie took you to the emergency room. Because you, you had your first kidney stone. Couldn't get in touch with your mom or your dad. Because yeah, they were probably seen. Because they were in a movie. Yeah, they probably seen like Cheaper by the Dozen 2 or something. Something like that. And I had to call M and I got the loudest earful I'd ever had. I mean, I was 20 years old. I was like, mm-hmm. right? Were we 20 or 21? Uh, we were. I think we were 21 already. Yes. I don't think I'd met M, M yet. Um. But we, I was still living in Greenwich Green. Yeah, you were still living with Rich. With Rich, and I think that would have been Scott at that point. So this is you were in, you were in the room right across from the bathroom. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been. Later, and Richie was Richie was here, and Scott was there. Yeah, yeah, that had to been it. Yeah, so that would have been. So I think we were twenty. That been t- two thousand nine or t- twenty ten. So we were twenty one or twenty two. Yeah. I called M to say. Do you know when Bob's birthday is? Like the year, because I didn't know. And I got the loudest earful. um, And I was like close to tears. Like I got cussed out and I was like, oh man, it's going to be terrible. But that's not M at all. No, you know what? It couldn't have been then. It had to have been before. It had to have been 2008. Because in 2009 was my mom's 60th birthday. Sorry. And uh, that's when you would have met M for the first time. So we, cause I you think came that's up. right, yeah. So it had to have been 2008. Yeah, so I think it was 2008. Yeah. So 21. So I, yeah, it was 21. 22. Yeah. No, 21. 21. I was You were about to be 22, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so I was real nervous going into that, going to Ohio where I'd never been before, you know, to, to your mom's birthday with all your family. Well, it stuff, also was like, very weird. We went to my aunt's house in Hartville, which is like in the, Amish the backgrounds country. of Amish country. Yeah, like it, yeah. You so know, we, you know, we're, we're grilling outside, mind. playing croquet, fucking. Volleyball, do we play some volleyball or Volleyball or badminton. I got, I got grandpa a hot dog. I mean, it was great. Yeah. It was great, but it was like, yeah. I grew up in North Miami Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. like, which Where's is on... a suburb and yeah. still a city, like. Yeah. That's fair. On the and I'm very much on the flip side. I'm going to Miami in basically old Juville. Um, yeah, yeah, Aventura. And I was the kid that 
was told not to sing at the table because I'm not Jewish uh, as a child, so I don't know anything still about get Jewish an arguments culture. About that. Yeah. So that's cool. So I'm like, I don't know what you all you people are gonna do to me. <laughs> And then my mom made you sleep on the couch, so I think that was fair. Yep, and I was like, man, I trust this dog. If, if this dog's all right, then I'm... Reggie. Re- Reggie's, Reggie's, Reggie can be calm. And I was, at any moment, I was waiting for him to be like, hey, get the fuck out of here. I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this dog can talk. Um, but yeah. It's, it's very much... So I don't like people anymore, really. It's I, like, I, I've never liked people. I, I, I'm at the point of my, of my life when it's, it's hard enough to keep track of the friends that I got. I don't really need any new ones. Um, and it very much, I feel like, shines when we're at anything school-related. Like, <laughs> That's not even... I just... Well, number one, and I mean this in the best and the worst way possible at the same time, all these fucking parents are fucking idiots. Because uh, I see their kids, and their kids suck, and my kid's awesome. And... I, just, I feel like that's a perspective thing. Because, like, they probably think the same thing. Well, I, I think what they think is, because I'm always, I'm always very self-conscious about my body language and my demeanor when we're at these yeah, things. Yeah, you're, you're an asshole. You can't help being an asshole. Because I... Assholes run through your blood. It, it is. And half the time when I'm in the middle of these things, I, I'm there because I love my child and I want to be there. But the other half, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's always disorganized. It's always kind of hackneyed. And that is why I had to stop going to the PTA meetings because I was on the verge of mutiny and taking over the entire thing to bring some semblance of organization and uh, productivity to to that. But my point that I'm getting at is at some point that's going to have to change, whether it be because of... You know, she gets serious friends, and we're, we're, you know, we're doing parties and events and things, you know, for her or with her, going to places. She gets a part of some team or club or activity where we're around people, you know, more constantly, organizing things. Or, worst case scenario, or best case scenario, and that it takes the longest, we have, she has in-laws herself. And then we but have... But we love Stephen Lolly, so... <laughs> She's not married guy. Um, so it's... Yeah, like, we're gonna... And this is something that my mom... And I just want to make sure me. they don't fucking suck. I know, but... Uh, chances are, they, they probably will. But, like... <laughs> look, and it depends... Well, she has good taste, hopefully. She, okay. She, um... What does that sure. mean? Sure. Okay. She's... She'll be... She'll be all right. Um... Something that my mom told me was like, you know, I don't personally, I know you have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. Like our friends, I share friends with you and then I have my own, you know, select few of my own friends. um, Mm -hmm. Because I truly don't like people. Like you say that, but you're See, but that's bullshit though because you are so, so on the flip side of that, like at work, for example, you are such, so much more positive and outgoing and vibrant in, like, work settings. So, like, people gravitate towards you at yeah, work. Yeah, because I'm awesome. Right, but but that, I just don't... But that should translate. Are you saying that I'm not... But are you saying I'm not like that outside of work? You are, but what I'm saying is you don't... You but, don't pivot that into being able to do that outside of work with other... I can do it outside of work, and I do try to, but people think I'm fake or they're jealous because I'm so cool. 
and I just don't oh make friends. Oh my god. I have been spending way too long with you. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I've been spending way too long with you. No, look, it's hard. I have friends and like and I think it's not fair to say that because like I do have friends. I have a lot of people who are friends, but who I think are like my close confidants and people I want to spend time with like on the regular. Like we just talked about how little time we have. Yeah. You know. Regardless, right? We're going to have those forced friendships of people we're going to spend more time with as she gets older. Excuse me, and start spending more time with people. Like we're going to have to start making friends with these parents or at least tolerating these parents and I just hope and pray they don't have a fucking weird game cult. <laughs> I hope. I hope not. We should be the weird game cult. Like that's probably what people think of us. Um probably the Fronks next door or Jerry across the street. Oh boy. Um but yeah, I just and it also depends. Like take our parents for example, right? Like our parents are two different generations. You know, it's like your mom's old, like your parents are older, right? And like we come from different backgrounds. Oh, like, absolutely. We were raised. Completely it's more so a background. I think generationally, it's 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 close. I mean, there's twelve years. No, between my mom and your mom. No, there. My mom was born in forty nine. My mom was born in sixty two. It's thirteen years. Thirteen years. So, yeah, that's it's it's kind of. Yeah, it's close. It, it's close, but yeah, but and but then also like their upbringing and their background is oh, different, absolutely. yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that. And so, it's not like if we were, it's not like if Steve and Lolly were our, were Jillian's in laws. You know what I mean? Like we have all the same interests and like things like that. Yeah. You know. So so I mean we'll see. But I'm glad I don't have to worry about that for another like. 20 years minimum. So, that's cool. I'll be a completely different person when I'm almost 60. <laughs> uh, that's funny to think about. You'll also be almost I'll 60. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dead one way or another. <laughs> um, anything else on ready or not? Yeah, I mean, look, overall I thought it was, it was really enjoyable. Um... It, yeah, I just, there were eight total swerves cool. that I counted. Um, you know, I'll go down the list. No, 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 no. What's, uh, we're done here. What's the, uh, what's your score? For ready or not? Ready or not. Oh, shout um, out to that creepy ass hide and seek song that people heard at the oh, beginning of yeah, the Oh, yeah, that was. They heard that at the beginning and then the final song they're oh, hearing at the end. But so. the final, like, when it, when, like, the fire starts going in the house and, like, it starts melting it and, like, that, it's, like, the distorted one. Yeah, I can't, I can't so, stress enough how great the last, like, ten like minutes Like, the last, are. They're yeah. They're so it's good. It's just, like. Oh, it's so good. Really good and, yeah, it was just an enjoyable movie. I really liked it. I'm glad that I watched it. I'm sorry it took so long to watch it. Was it perfect? No. Did we talk about things that could have made it better? Yes, but I still thought it was really good. I'm gonna give it a between two numbers. I can't go like. We've been doing this for almost ten years. You know exactly what you can do. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I was giving it a seven. Okay. Yeah, so seven point two five for ready or not. I that think se- that's fair. It that seems a little low, but I, I think 
I think it's warranted in terms of it. It's not trying to be anything beyond that. Like it's it's well, not. We we say that like seven point two five or like a seven is not good. Like it's still good. It's still a good movie. I yeah. mean, it it's still better than mediocre. Absolutely. It's, you know, better than average. Like, it's still good score. Just because we've had a weird number of highly scoring movies this year, we're like, oh, it seems like a low score. Right. It's still... There are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of the nine movies that we've watched this year are higher than it. Mm-hmm. But... Or this is the seventh movie. Yeah. And that's only because we watched really good movies this yeah. year, so... Don't worry. I'm going to do my best to try to fuck that up throughout the rest of the oh, year. Oh, good. So. Great. Uh, but Great. that probably won't be sometime in the next three weeks, because the next three weeks we have The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Born on the Fourth of July, and That Thing You Do, and then also... I, I, I can't say if Rich and Charlie are going to pick a good movie or a bad movie. Or other list, what no, we're going to decide to go with. They're going to give us all... Shit. I, f- I feel like we owe him <laughs> from having to A, wait so long to be back on the show, and B, Space Invaders. And C, I don't want to force Charlie to, you know, watch something bad. So, uh... So we're going to watch a movie about a horse. Probably. And that means it's probably going to be bad. But that's fine. I, I welcome any and all horse movies to the, to the show. After, uh, fucking Ace and the Christmas Miracle and a horror story, we gotta finish that trilogy. But we'll find out if that happens in a few weeks. Uh, Till then, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also support by going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Uh, Facebook.com slash marriedmovies at marywmovies on Twitter. Marriedmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mold38 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. Also for me, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle, where we are so close. This week is uh, Survivor Series 1997, uh, and I'm almost done watching next week's show, World War III 1997, and after that, there's only three more pay-per-views in 1997. So by the time we get to May, we'll be in 1998, where we will probably be, let me do some quick math, 24, 30... Uh, yeah, we'll probably be in 1998 for the rest of 2023. Because <laughs> there's at least 30 pay-per-views in 1998. So if that's one a week and then I miss some stuff, and there's 52 divided by 4 is 13, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. probably, probably going to be the case there. So Cool. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Oh, wait, you didn't say if that was your family, if you would bring me there. Oh, you dead. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? If I'm like a billion, if I own four sports teams, because there's a chance you don't draw that card. Sure. If you do, then it's like, oh, well, damn, that's, <laughs> I'm taking that as a sign. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I would totally. Thanks, LaBelle, for getting me out of this mess. I, that, fuck you. I would be like Samara weaving. You would not be able to kill me. We've already talked about this in like a zombie apocalypse. Samantha, I would be the reason that you survive. I have it. to kill bugs for you. That's different. No, it's not. Completely. My life is not in danger there. I just like to make you do things that you don't want to do. Swerve! Firm mullet!
This is mullet on a different track <laughs> because you turned off the recording before we were done. I forgot. Signing up for this week's episode of Mary's Movies. I'll catch you next time on our couch. You're an idiot. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.